0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om, I bow to the Lord Vasudeva. Hello everybody. I'm going to go on reading from the, the uh, first chapter of the Gita. In stanza or shloka 19, I think that Veda Vyasa must have had a lot of fun writing this book. That mighty tumult reverberating through heaven and earth, that uh, um, it's sort of a fun image. this noise coming. Actually, it's a, a subtle sound that it's not a tumult at all. But He's having a lot of fun. Let's just take it that way. That mighty tumult reverberating through heaven and earth, penetrating the devotee's astral and physical bodies, in other words, pierced the hearts of Dhritarashtra's son and thereby shook the the faith of uh, the devotee and the attractiveness of material enjoyment. Well, what happens actually in meditation is that you begin to feel more and more contentment in yourself. I think I told you the story of that man I met who uh, was alcoholic and he took Kriya initiation, initiation to Kriya Yoga. And uh, friends of his mocked at him saying, well, you you can't stay away from drink for a few minutes. What are you doing, taking such a lofty spiritual teaching? And he said, I can't help my drinking, but at least I can help myself. And uh, so he took this initiation and he practice his kriya with his kriya beads in one hand and his uh, glass of whiskey in the other. And after practicing it sometime, he said, I don't need this anymore. And he gave up the whiskey, never went back to it. And he talked to me how he was hearing the om underneath all machinery. He worked in a factory, and underneath that machinery, he heard this sound of om all the time. This is the thing that makes this, the attractions of this world very unattractive. When you have a sense of comparison and when you can feel that inner joy. In the beginning, when you're not feeling any results, it's harder. You have to go by faith. You have to go by that negative aspect of dispassion, that this isn't working. Let me try this other. But in time, as you go along, you begin to realize that everything I'm looking for is right here. And you feel so much joy inside yourself that other amusements just don't amuse you anymore. People urge you to come with them to a nightclub, you just don't want to. What's the point? They urge you to come to parties and you, you may, out of politeness, share with them, but more likely you're, you're going to think in terms of how can I get home. You don't want all that noise and tumult anymore. So when Vedavyasa Vyasa in the Gita speaks of the tumult, the good side is creating. That's really not quite the right word, but it's fun. I don't know what it is in Sanskrit, but it's fun anyway. It's, if not tumult, much, much more attractive. And then, beholding this clan of Dhritarashtra, the Kauravas, arrayed before him in battle, Pandava, who is to say Arjuna, whose flag bore the monkey elm emblem, this symbol of restlessness, when raised by the strength- by strengthening, the straightening the spine, indicates control over the ever-active mind, took up his bow symbol of correct meditation posture, the body erect, the bowstring indicative of a straight spine, and addressed Hrishikesha." Now mind you, I'm putting a lot of words in here, parenthetically, to explain what is meant. He bore the, whose flag bore the monkey emblem, and I then I wrote, this symbol of restlessness when raised indicates control. There's another little thing that I want to extrapolate there, and that is that, this raising of the flag also indicates a very strange practice in yoga which is called ketchari Mudra. Ketchari Mudra means raising the tongue, but you, you put it behind the, you, the soft palate so that the tip of the tongue touches certain nerves in the passages behind the nose. And this creates a certain short circuit that brings you into a meditative state. And it's a very helpful practice to um, to do, but don't cut the uvula. Uh, I mean the uh, frenum underneath the tongue. Don't cut that because that would be uh, a dangerous thing. One person was doing it, and he began to feel the sensation in his tongue going numb. Don't do it. But by gradual stretching, you can. When you can bring that energy. So uh, so the tip of the tongue and the, um, these nerves in the, behind the nose are uh, conjoined. You're having the spiritual sexual union, where this union brings you up into the bliss of the spirit. These are esoteric things. There are many esoteric things which the churches will scoff at, but sort of on the sly, why not try it? Because you'll find that there's a lot of fun waiting for you. If you can get out of the churches and get into the real church of your own body, your body is your true temple. And you can go up the aisle of your spine to the altar of bliss at the point between the eyebrows and uh, see there the candles burning of everlasting light and love. So, you have a world within you. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. I'm not teaching you anything that is contrary to the teachings of Jesus Christ. But I'm not teaching anything contrary to the teachings of any true master. Because the fact is that when you have achieved God, then you go beyond religion. It doesn't matter whether you're a Muslim or a Christian or a Jew or a Hindu or a Buddhist. It doesn't matter. These are outward words. There's only one religion in the entire universe. And that is, in India, it's called Sanatan Dharma which they call the name of their Hindu religion, but it's really the religion that would have to be the religion of the most, uh, on the planets in the most distant galaxy in our universe. Because what it means is that everything has come from God, and everything must merge back eventually into God. So when um, Arjuna raised his his, uh, flag, he was really talking about the tongue, and he raised his, um, bow in order to be straight. Remember, there's also another bow here, the the eyebrows, and the arrows that you shoot shoot through your eyebrows are the arrows of your concentration, your divine superconsciousness. You want to shoot through that spiritual eye. That's it's like a target. You want to shoot for the bullet, uh, the uh, the bullseye, in the center, which is this the five pointed star in the center. And concentrate on that and finally you'll come out of the body, out of body consciousness into the consciousness of the Spirit. So, Arjuna said in uh, verses 21 to 23, O changeless Krishna, I respectfully ask thee to guide my chariot between the two armies, that I may see them opposed in full battle array, there to observe the warriors with whom I am to contend. Let me study those warriors who willingly support Dhritarashtra's son, Duryodhana. And here begins the whole story of the Bhagavad Gita. So we'll leave it for now. And in my next talk, I'll go into the subject of the essence of the Bhagavad Gita, what it's all about. Joy to you.